evening, and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host and your Guys Guy, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is July 19th, 2017. Here's a question for you. Were you aware that your thoughts and your words and your intonations can actually create either good health or disease in your system? Well, we're going to talk about that with an expert on it, Healer Patty Conklin is going to come back to Guys Guys Radio this evening, and we're going to get into her healing methodology and a lot of things that uh, I have actually, since I last spoken to her, have been going through and exploring on my own. So I'm really looking forward to having a great conversation and welcoming Patty back to the show. Let's start out by uh, talking a little bit about what's going on here. Here we are in the summer of 2017, and wow, we're, you know, it's, it's halfway through. And it goes so fast, and we, I love the summer, and even, even in the summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirty and gritty, but it's, it's great. I love the hot weather. I love the beach. I love to do things outdoors. I love the sunshine, and, uh, but it goes so fast, and before you know it, autumn is right around the bend, and we'll start seeing those back-to-school ads in about a week or so. And before you know it, then we'll start seeing things for Halloween and Thanksgiving and for Christmas. All right, I'll stop now. But uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on. We're in the heat of the summer here in New York City. Uh, The summer, what they're calling the summer of hell because of the uh, mass mass transit. Uh, And I think what's happened is um, there's this billion dollar plan to like fix the subway and the and the Penn Station and uh, the, all the uh, signals and everything that's used by the Amtrak and Long Island Railroad, New Jersey Transit. But what I think has happened is that everything was ignored for so long. It's just kicking the can down the road, and then things started breaking down all at once. And it's like, believe me, I'm here in the city. Every day something else happens. There's delays on trains. There's incidents at different stations. There was a fire on the subway, uh, Monday morning during rush hour, there was no subways on the West side because there was a fire up uh, near 145th street, I believe. And, uh, I saw all the people standing outside waiting to get the buses and Uber and taxis to get to work. And it seems like there's a, as some type of issue daily now. And it's really a disaster here because here you have, if not the greatest city in the world, one of the greatest cities in the world and the infrastructure is breaking down. And I think it's because people just don't care. They don't care enough about people, the government or the whoever runs the transit authority, et cetera, the bureaucracy. They don't really care about the people. They just want to get their job done. They want to make money. And I don't think they really, there's a humanistic approach. And I think we see that, uh, you know, throughout our government now where it's, it's about let's remove regulations. Uh, and who knows what half those regulations are to protect people uh, all for the almighty dollar. And uh, it's going to come back to bite us. But you know what? I think our collective consciousness has created the situation we have now where we have such a polarity of Republicans versus Democrats and liberals versus conservatives. And then we have this wild card, this disruptor, Donald Trump and his president. And people don't realize that, you know, the president has a heck of a lot of power. He has as much power as the entire Congress combined and the courts combined. He also has a Republican Congress and he's got, uh, you know, he pushed his Supreme Court pick through. And now uh, they just upheld because of that extra vote he got. They upheld the uh, refugee, the, you know, the travel ban. So it's a crazy state of affairs we have nowadays. And uh, 
And now we have also the health care crisis where even with uh, the Republicans uh, kind of running the Senate and the and the, the House of Representatives and Trump behind the whole thing, they can't get something passed and take all that health care away. And I think a lot of times what happens is something good comes out of something bad. We in our collective con- consciousness have created this very chaotic situation. But you know what? Everybody is now aware of the fact that so many other countries have universal health care and they make it work and that the costs have skyrocketed in this country for health care where now it's a matter for sure, a, a true matter of life and death in a lot of situations where pre-existing conditions may not be covered. People may not be able to afford to, to get any health care and they're going to they're gonna die. They'll probably die at home. And uh, it's, it's a situation, though, I think the silver lining is that people are now aware of the realities of health care and the, how the costs are out of control. And, you know, it's really uh, people are profiting. Corporations are profiting on sickness. And uh, and I think ultimately what will happen in this country, I may be wrong, but I think what can, what can happen and what will happen is that we will get universal health care at some point. Uh, in our lifetimes and people will look back and say, wow, I can't believe that we didn't have universal health care before. That's, that's what I think can and will happen. It's going to take some time, but you know, the, the awareness of the issue is out there now. So once, once it's on people's lips and people are starting to think about, Hey, you know, that's not such a bad idea. Why don't we do that? That um, with Bernie Sanders, some other folks pushing, uh, the baton's going to be passed, and other people, I think, ultimately will get this thing through. So we'll see what happens. That's just your guys' guys' prediction. Elsewhere, um, we've got uh, baseball here in New York City. Uh, you know, the Mets were supposed to be the hot team, and they they're not doing very well. And the Yankees are kind of rebuilding and retooling, and got all these youngsters, and uh, they're in the playoff hunt. They just made a trade to pick up three players from the Chicago White Sox, and they didn't have to give away too much. They gave away a, a relief pitcher, Tyler Clifford, and a couple of prospects, good prospects. But I think they got uh, some good guys back. Uh, Dave Robertson is probably, uh, and Todd Frazier, uh, both good players and uh, filling needs. So that's great. And uh, other as- aspects of the New York sports world, at least, everything's in the papers about Carmelo Anthony and the disaster that the New York Knicks have become over the last couple of decades. It's just sad because New York fans are terrific and they're really loyal and they love the Knicks and uh, it's just been so bad. And uh, it's, it's just they, now they're rebuilding again. They had Phil Jackson for three or four years and they got no place. And he had a system being put in place and even drafted the first round draft pick to fit, fit his particular system. And now he's gone. So he, he was fired like two days after the draft. So it's really a wild, crazy situation there. So let's see what happens. So I'm going to bring our guest out, Patty Conklin, in a moment. And um, then later in the show, I'm going to do the uh, the Guys Guys Guide for the week. And that is my weekly uh, segment where I uh, give a preview of my uh, weekly blog. And uh, this week's uh, Guys Guys Guide is going to be about how to uh, stay the course. You know, people have passions and dreams and often uh, – they get supplemented by the fact that they need to survive. They need to pay the bills. They have to work long hours for less pay. And sometimes their dreams vanish. And uh, 
it doesn't have to be that way. If you manage your time and you think ahead and you plan it out, you can follow your passion and you can make it happen. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. As we all know, the whole Guys Guys Radio uh, was a uh, offshoot of my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love. And it's about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. The book is available on probably the best place to get it is on Amazon and the e-tailers now. It's still in some bookstores, but um, you can always get a good deal on Amazon for it. Um, and it's really about love. Uh, it's about um, the, the communication chasm between men and women and how it can be solved and showing the real truth about men, not sometimes the truth that women want to feel is the truth about men, but the truth the real truth, not the fake news about men, but the real truth coming from a guy's perspective. And, uh, and ultimately, it's not bad news. So I hope you'll pick that up and enjoy it. Um, guys, Guys Radio, we are in our, this is our 233rd podcast. So we've been at it for a while and we're growing our audience. The only thing I ask of you, first of all, I thank everybody for uh, growing with us here at Guys Guys Radio. But uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on TuneIn Radio, we're on uh, Blog Talk Radio. We just uh, submitted to Spotify, so we'll see if we get on there. But uh, the way to help us would be, it doesn't cost you a penny, because all our, all our podcasts are free. You can download them, subscribe. But if you could rate or review uh, Guys Guys Radio on iTunes, it's guys-guys-radio. That would be super helpful. So thanks for considering that. You can also catch my blog on my website, robertmanny.com, M-A-N-N-I. I'm on Facebook, Robert Manny Author, Twitter at Robert Manny, YouTube, Robert Manny Author. And uh, we're working on some new things for the coming year. And uh, one of the things I'm working on, I have an idea, and it came to me the other day because I think this is a time, and this is part of what the whole Guys Guys movement is all about, you know, there's a lot, a lot of men, um, men aren't as communal in terms of the, uh, how they kind of roll. We're more lone wolves and, uh, we don't talk about things with each other, uh, the way women do. And, um, old habits die hard. And a lot of guys, as they get older, particularly the boomers, they define themselves through their wallet and also their job title. And, uh, a lot of times they don't change their lifestyle or their habits and they perpetuate um, behaviors that may not be in their best interests. And ultimately, they could run into a wall and pick up some type of autoimmune disease or something else. And things can go downhill real fast if they don't use the wake-up call to get a handle on how they live. And there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot out there that guys can tap into. But I don't think guys know where to look. I think if they do consider getting help, if you will, they only think short-sighted in terms of what can help me kind of fix my current situation. They're not looking big picture. And, um, you know, I'd love for every guy I know to read Patty's book and to uh, be into their wellness and uh, aware of the fact that uh, thoughts and emotions uh, get stored in your body and can problems uh, long-term. So let's get into that. Uh, I'm going to bring my guests out in just a moment. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come right back, and we're going to bring out our special guest, Patty Conklin. Okay, we're back, and uh, let me introduce my guest. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She's worked 
her Patty's work and her gifts have been referenced in many books, such as Miracles of the Casa, a book about John of God in Brazil, Soul Agreements by Dick Stutfin, and Radical Remissions by Dr. Kelly Turner. She's received numerous awards and acknowledgments through the years by many institutions, including her honorary PhDs in Divinity and Humanities for her life's work. She has a private practice. She's an instructor in the inter- International Metaphysical University. She works with clients allopathic and alternative physicians and her teaching is worldwide having reached more than 40 countries. Um, I want to tell you a little personal story before I bring Patty on here. Three years ago, uh, I had Patty on as a guest a couple of times and I really loved her book. And uh, then I did a private session with Patty and she went in and helped clear out a lot of the toxicity, I guess, in my system and kind of cleared the path there. And it was interesting because a couple of weeks later, um, I had a tremendous bout, which, which turned out to be a kidney stone and which turned out, uh, which was unbearable pain. I didn't know what was wrong with me. In fact, I contacted Patty during my, uh, my, uh, when I was going through the unbearable, the worst pain I've ever had in my entire life. Um, no question. It was like, uh, it just was off the charts and, um, she, she helped guide me through that which I'm forever grateful for. And also uh, when I went to check with my doctor, it was over the 4th of July weekend that this had happened. And I found out that I needed two, I needed robotic surgery on both kidneys. And uh, so I went in, I got that taken care of. And uh, since then I, I uh, did some research and, you know, when my doctor told me, I said, what, why did I get this? And he said, well, it's, it's, it's sporadic. Uh, was basically the answer. And I really think this guy's a fantastic surgeon. He did an unbelievable job. And I'm, you know, three years, everything's fine. And there's an, you know, almost 100% chance that that's it. Uh, But I said to myself, something causes things. There's cause and effect. Things, nothing is sporadic. So I was turned on through one of our guests on Guys Guys Radio, Dr. Ahmed Ghazwami said, uh, you should go to this place, the New York Innovative Medicine Ce- uh, Medical Center, because they do Ayurvedic medicine. And um, so I started reading about it, and I didn't quite grasp the whole thing, but it's basically, you know, it's healing from kind of the inside out. If you are, you know, if your internal system is clean, you're not going to get sick. But there's a lot of stuff over the years that get hidden in your system. You pick up heavy metals, you pick up parasites, you pick up pathogens, you pick up emotional uh, traumas get stored in your organs. You have issues with your blood. So I went through this long protocol uh, this winter, and I'm still taking some supplements now. And I get a blood test like every couple of months. And it, when I went back to review Patty's work, it's right in line. What I'm doing now, the protocol is very much in line with uh, Patty's philosophy and how she does her healing. And uh, it's really worked for me. And I think the point of the story, and forgive me, it's a long story, but that I think by working with Patty, she loosened up everything inside me so my real issue could be identified and dealt with and I could get on my, my way to be healthier than I've ever been. And instead of kind of everything being kind of clogged there. So I am forever grateful for Patty for the work she does and for working with me. And I've learned a lot. And what I plan to do with my guys, guys brand is really uh, the next project I'm working on is ways to get word word out to, to guys. Like there's a lot of tools out there that you can access that can really help you with your life. So anyhow, let me bring my special guest on here. Right now, Patty Conklin. Good evening, Patty. How are you? 
Hi, Robert. I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm great. I'm doing fantastic. And um, I, I hope you don't mind that I, uh, you know, in my lead in that I mentioned some of the things that we uh, experiences we shared together. But, uh, you know, coming back to it now after a couple of years, because I was very confused at the time as to what was right. happening with me, because it was so many different things uh, in a very short period of time. And now I look back and I'm like, I think this is what happened. I think this is why. And I think the way I'm addressing it now is very, very in line with how Patty works. What's your thoughts based on what I had to say? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, we, we've got to start finding the core causes in our system, you know, and it's those words and our thoughts and, and uh, so forth that start clogging our system, throwing things out of sync, and then our body starts getting out of rhythm and we start developing different issues within our body, you know, that turn into disease or, or emotional issues. And I think for everybody, it's just important to, to realize that you don't have to regurgitate your life. You know, you don't have to go through mm-hmm. every, everything uh, in talk therapy to get to the issue. Um, you can do it very simply in your life. And I think especially for men, um, sometimes they're a little cautious because, you know, or, or just a little hesitant because they feel like they've got to get into this foo-foo stuff. And it's really not. It's, it's, it's clinical. It's, it's, exactly. um, it's scientific. And, and it's linear. It's logical. And, and so it really makes sense. So I think the whole idea of complementary medicine or alternative medicine through the years has started really getting a new recognition uh, across the board with men and women that it's not this airy-fairy foo-foo stuff, that there's a lot of science behind it. And if you understand it and are willing to go there, you can be so much healthier in your life. And and as you said during your lead-in, we have a very chaotic country um, at this in, in this time and place. And it affects all of us no matter where we're living, we're being affected by it. And it's, it's how do we keep ourselves in alignment without getting distracted exactly. by all the externalisms? Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, we, um, I want to talk about your book. So everybody knows the book is called uh, God Within, The Day God's Train Stopped. And it's fantastic. And I'm going to go back, actually, since I took it off my shelf, I had read it before twice. I'm going to read it again because everything I've recently gone through with my Ayurvedic medicine and protocol uh, is really talked about in your book and not using the same terms specifically, but the same concepts. But you talk about, um, you know, thoughts and words becoming um, uh, impactful and affecting our, our health. So if that's the case, you know, I think about, you know, okay, it seems like, a, uh, you know, uh, sad in a way in that, you know, what if somebody, some people, uh, you know, they're struggling. And if they keep having thoughts of struggle, you know, it sounds like they're going to get a snowball effect. And other people who things are going their way, they stay really positive and they get, they get more and more good things. And, and then what if you're like a, a depressive, you're, you have clinical depression or something, does that mean that you're going to just have a snowball effect and just go totally downhill? How does this all work? And what can people do to kind of uh, manage their thoughts and their emotions and their words and their intonation so they don't fall prey to uh, creating uh, bad health and, and, what, and, yeah. and making choices that are bad choices where they can be making good choices and avoid these things? Right. It's such a great question. I mean, it's all about perception. 
and and if we know that we're in a struggling place, um, change your perception. Good will always come out of bad. And so if you feel like you're hitting a brick wall, change your perception. The wall's no longer there. Now you can see the river on the other side. And the wall literally starts to disappear. So, you know, I think it's being honest with yourself about what's really taking place. Sitting down, having calm time, you know, for 10, 15 minutes a day and saying, how is my day really going? You know, are you thanking your body for being healthy? Are you thanking those people that are around you? Because even if you're not vocalizing, you know, your resentment or disgust about something that's going on, you're thinking it and the thoughts still go into your body. And so, you know, you really have to change your perception of what your world is because there's 10,000 ways to get from point A to point B and you get to choose how happy you're going to be or how miserable you're going to be. And it's easy to say, well, you know, I'm making minimum wage and I'm barely, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and, you know, my kids aren't getting enough to eat and so forth. And it's easy to, to, to go into a negative thought pattern. But if you understand that if you change your perception and say, wow, okay, I've got a job and Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm making minimum wage right now, but in three months, you know, I want a dollar raise and thank goodness my kids are being fed. So, so, you know, we're in the same, same category. It's just one is being a a negative and one is being a positive. And so Uh, it's something that simple. You know, uh, I think you hit on something uh, very important in that, you know, finding the positive, I'm just paraphrasing out of the negative. And, you know, when, when we last spoke three years ago, I was completely hit off. I mean, we did the work together and then I had my other stuff come up and I truly believe it's because everything was cleared out and it could be identified. Maybe I'm, I mean, does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, as soon as that energy start move, it starts moving. If you allow it, everything will start cleaning out. You know, you can mm-hmm. shut it down, but if you stay open to it, you can start clearing things out and really making a shift. And I, I, th- I, th- I think so that was a, a tough, a very tough time for me personally. I was kind of caught off guard. I'm like, oh, I'm doing all these good things. And like this, this happens. And I didn't have a chance of I didn't have the distance to be able to look back and say, wow, actually, it all made perfect sense. And but now I know that. I am a better person and I am a healthier person even after going through two robotic surgeries. I mean, I do the same amount. My workouts are the same. I'm three years older. My workouts are the same. I run the same amount. I feel fantastic. My weight, I haven't gained any weight or anything. Nothing has changed yet. I feel a thousand percent better uh, because of the work I've done on myself since we, you know, since you worked with me, And then going through, uh, you know, I had to go through that uh, period where uh, I had to have things taken care of the the Western medicine way. And, you know, they do a great job with uh, what they do. And then I had to go back on my own and say, all right, if I don't want to experience something like this again, I have to find out, learn about my body, learn about causes. And interesting, when I've gone through this uh, recent protocol, they said, you know, you have – emotions trapped in like this organ from this year, yep. your life and this organ from this year, your life. And they used the uh, magnets and stuff and intention. Yep. I had to yep. be part of the process, but it was basically magnets and intentions to, and they used uh, what's called the lector, like this, uh, this uh, frequency wand. 
Yeah. And uh, to measure to see if these emotions that were trapped in like my liver and the pancreas and stuff from like when I was 13 years old or whatever were taken out. And yep. uh, just absolutely amazing. This, the things, uh, the protocols I went through. Uh, but it, it seems right in line with uh, what you teach. It's amazing on how we're finally seeing it. You know, people will be saying, you know, I see articles now, you know, words store in your cells or your emotions store in your cells. And it's like, yeah, been teaching that for 24 years. And I'm glad you're finally catching up with me here. Um, but we've, we've come so far in being able to tell the frequency of different organs in our body and what emotion we're, sto- we're storing. It's important to remember energy is energy until it's not. And when it's not, that's when things start plugging up and you start creating a disease. And if energy is continuing to flow through your system, and remember, we're all energy. We're all particles, right? Yep. We're not solid. Mm-hmm. We're, we're actually particles that are vibrating. So as long as those particles continue to vibrate, we continue to get uh, healthier. Um, you know, I'm turning 60 next month. And people are saying, wait a minute, you're looking younger and younger and younger. And I think I it's think because so. too. I, I see from the photos <laughs> and on Facebook and all. It's yeah. fantastic. Well, so, you have ange- you, know, you have angelic DNA, though, Patty. You know that, right? <laughs> Thank you. I, <laughs> I always like to tell that. everybody, Patty, Patty Conklin is an angel because you are. <laughs> You're so sweet. But it's it's really, I think we've we've where we've really come far is being able to measure frequency and and within the organs, so that logical people, linear people, um, who want to see can get a better idea of what's, what's really going on. And I think the thing that's also really important for, for people to understand, especially with, with alternative medicine or, you know, energy medicine, is people will call and say, well, what guarantee do I have? Well, you don't have any guarantee in Western medicine. You know, why would you want a guarantee in Eastern medicine? It's, it's I'll give you 200% of me. That's what I'll give you. But but people will guarantee me this first. No, because so much of it, just as you've been doing, so much of it depends on you. It depends on you being able to take the information that you've been given and do your homework or do the the protocols that they suggest, because it's, it's ultimately it's up to you. And we can't do it for you. And even in Western medicine, when you had your robotic um uh, you know, procedure going, uh, going forward, you still had to get in there and start doing protocol in order to keep that energy flowing and not clogging back up. Well, I'll tell it you really a, comes- a, a quick story on that. You're abs- that's a hundred percent right. And I'll give you an example of how, you know, people don't realize they just turn themselves over to the doctors and the doctors are great and everything, but you have to participate in your own health. When I was set up for my second uh, surgery, um, I knew my doctor was nervous about uh, my uh, kidney and uh, I talked to him before the surgery and he was like, well, I'm going to do the best I can. And I, he's a great surgeon and everything. I was like, mm-hmm. geez, he's a little nervous. <laughs> and then there was a, uh, a delay and I had to sit there with the gown and the little hairnet on oh. and the slippers and you feel so vulnerable. You're sitting in this room by yourself waiting to get called in 45 minutes, yep. but yet I had a voice in my head. That's just a knowing that said to me, look at you have power and you've been doing, you're doing all this learning. Now it's time for you to put this into practice because you have more power than you think you do. You have to help these doctors. You have to uh, release 
you have to release what's in your body that they're trying to take out. You have to help them out. So just release it and let them, let them do their work. But you have to participate. So I went into, then I got called. I went into the operating room and I'm laying down on, on the gurney and everything. And they're just about to put the mask on me. And I grabbed the, uh, one of the doctor's forearms and I said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to release this to you. I'm going to release yep. this. And, uh, and then I went under and I woke up and the person standing in front of me was my, my primary surgeon. And he had this big yep. smile on his face. And I'm like, uh-huh. what happened? He said, everything went perfectly. This thing just plopped out of you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I know that was one of the most important moments in my entire life because then I knew that we have, we are connected to the universal energy and we have power that we can tap into things and we have a lot more power and control than, than the powers that be want us to know. You took ownership and, and that's, what's so important. You took ownership and you took personal responsibility. There was a woman that I worked with just about a year and a half ago. And it was, it was stunning because I had done a workshop and a friend of a friend called her at last minute. I was getting ready to do a group cellular cleansing and said, this woman is actually in your neighborhood doing a group cellular. I know you know nothing about her, but go. And she had long blonde hair and she just showed up and she said, you know, a friend of a friend just called and told me I needed to do this. What was interesting was in one of the rooms, I saw this big disconnect off her carotid artery. And I looked at her and pulled back her hair a little bit. And she had this huge tumor on the side of her neck in her carotid. And I said, what's going on? And she said, I have this tumor. It's wrapped around, it's cancer. It's wrapped around the carotid. Um, They don't think they can operate and have me survive. They can't do chemo. They can't do radiation. You know, basically I'm, I'm stuck. So her whole gig was judgment. And we worked for three weeks on judgment. They scheduled a 10 hour surgery for her. And her brother-in-law said, who was a vascular surgeon out in California, said, you know, chances are you're not going to live through this. And they went in an hour later, they were out. The tumor just came right off and all of the Mm -hmm. tendrils that were wrapped up in the carotid just just unwrapped themselves and came right out. No cancer anyplace else. Totally fine. And and so what for her, she needed to work with that judgment. And that's Mm -hmm. what was, you know, sticking the whole thing. But like you said, she took ownership. She took responsibility. She worked through her judgment. She let go of it. And and her result was just this miraculous um, surgery. It really does uh, happen. Well, some of your tools um, also are very helpful. And I'll use, again, a personal experience. When um, I did get my diagnosis and I had a couple of weeks to get ready for my surgeries, and then I had one, and then five weeks later, I used both um, the healing pools and color works. Every mm-hmm. single day, I did both. And I, regardless of the surgeries and all that, I really think it, it helped clear up my body and really helped me. And the healing pools uh, were fantastic also. And I just felt like I had let so much go. And I really, I, your, your meditations, I used your, uh, you know, the CDs and everything. I uh-huh. got deep. I, I got I to gotta tell you. It's easy. They take you deep if you allow it, and you can really do a lot of work. So maybe you can explain to our uh, listeners about how uh, people can use color and your color works therapy and also healing pools and how that works. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's understanding that there's two active frequencies in the universe, and that's color and tone. Um, you know, essential oils, crystals, you know, uh, Reiki, therapeutic mm-hmm. touch, they're all wonderful, but they're passive. They're not active. And so using color or tone creates an active frequency inside of your body. So if you go on the premise that your emotion is stored within your cell, literally stored within your cell, then if you're bringing color up through your body, if you say to your body, what color do I need to remove resentment from my kidney? Um, Your body will come up with a series of colors. You don't even have to think about it. And as you bring those colors up through, they literally shake your cells. And as they shake your cells, they shake out the emotion. And so some people will get low-grade fever. Sometimes they'll not feel so great for a half hour after they do it because the body's releasing the toxins of the emotions. And, and you know, I'm a big believer that 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day is enough, um, that you don't want to confuse your body with a lot right. of meditation. And so, you know, color works, tone works is, is using just color and um, and or tone and just saying to your body, what color do I need to bring what emotion out? And people say, well, how do I know what emotion? You know, my knee hurts. Then you do your color work saying, what color do I need to bring the emotion that's stuck in my knee to the surface? And then you just journal. Do it every day. Just journal for 10 days. After 10 days, read it. And the emotion will be staring right you right in the face. And then you say, you know, what color do I need to remove this emotion from my knee and, um, and work with it that way for 30 to 45 days. And it's just 10 minutes, you know, 10, 13 minutes. Healing pools actually go through a forgiveness process and unconditional love, letting go of judgment and ego of yourself. And then the healing pool, um, giving, you know, this is what's changed through the years, at least in terms of my work versus alternative work. Alternative medicine always used to say, don't give it a name, don't give it a shape, don't think about it, because you bring it to you. If you've already been diagnosed with something, it's there. It's no longer energy. It's, it's solid. So you give it a shape, a color, a consistency, and you see it inside of your body, and you start washing it out. And, and you know, because you're recognizing that it's there. I mean, the, the thing that Dr. Kelly Turner when she wrote her book on radical remissions and, and she interviewed me on that. Um, the one thing I kept saying to people is if you have a disease process, if you have cancer or lymphoma or whatever it is, if you surrender to it, don't fight it, surrender to it. And that does not mean give up. That means accept that what you have right now is what you have and that you're going to do everything in your power to get beyond it. So, Surrendering allows your body to be at peace and you can move through and start doing color works or tone works or whatever modality you choose to do. But your body's not in a fight mode because your cells are either going to fight or they're going to grow and you want them to grow healthy. So you want to keep it positive. And when you use terminology as I'm going to fight this, I'm going to beat this, you know, then what you're doing literally is shutting your body down even more. So if you can surrender to it and say, wow, you know, okay, I got breast cancer. All right, now what do I do? Now what modalities feel right for me to go forward? 
Um, you know, am I going to use allopathic? Am I going to use Western? Am I going to use a combination of both? Um, you know, they work very well together. They don't have to be either or. Um, but it's following your gut, following your intuition about what feels best for you. And that's what we tell people when they call the office. They like, should, should I do this? It's like you close your eyes and ask your body if you should do it. And if you get a light feeling, then yeah. And if it's a heavy feeling and you feel nauseous, no. It, my modality isn't the right one for you. Find something else. And I think true um, practitioners will do that. They understand that they're not the right frequency for every single person. But it's using tone and color in a very simplistic way. When people start doing four or five different modalities, you know, different modalities, the body gets confused, Robert. It goes back mm-hmm. with, I don't know what you want from me, you know, and so mm-hmm. it, it doesn't do anything. But if you can just pick one or two modalities that you feel comfortable with, then your body goes, hey, I can get on board with this. So surrender. Never give up, but surrender. Yeah. Big difference. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you about that word surrender, because, um, you know, with people, uh, you know, take that literally, it's almost like letting the uh, disease or whatever, uh, they might think that, well, I'm letting it take over. I mean, it's really the surrendering. Is is it more like, you know, a recognition and uh, thanking it and sending it love and then asking it to leave? Or is it like literally letting your body, I surrender, I'm not going to fight this, but I want this thing, you know, because ultimately you want this thing out of your body. So I'll give, you, uh, I'll give you an example. I, I, through all my protocols I've gone through, they said, well, you have still one little, you know, we got all the pathogens out of your body, which is great. Because one little thing that seems to be, you know, a little stubborn, you know, uh, and we want to they gave me some more supplements and stuff. And I figured, well, I have to do some work on that. And I was going to do color works for it. And I'm thinking like, I told it, I said, okay, I, I thank you for being, you know, for the lesson you taught me from being there. And now I'd like you to leave. I mean, that, that's, that that sounds like it's different than forgiveness. So how do we how do we deal with uh, uh, you know the the the, when you, the words? So if we get li- literal in terms when people think literal literally they think surrender means giving up. How do you mm-hmm. how do you how, how do we overcome that? You know what I mean, right? It's, yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. And, and and to go back to what you said about you know asking the pathogen to leave. You know, people don't realize your body listens. It really does. And sometimes you have worked through the emotion or the causal point, and and it does leave just because you ask it. Or pain will reduce because you say, hey, I understand that, you know, something's going on emotionally. I'm willing to look at it. Will you reduce my pain by 50%? And, wow, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden your pain's reduced. So it's changing your understanding of the perception of realizing that surrender means it is what it is for now. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I think it's really important for people to understand and is going to be the title of my next book is um, enabling the labeling. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we get a word in our mind, cancer. And we go into massive fear. And all that does right. is create more shutdown. If we go into surrender and say, all right, I've got cancer in my body. I'm surrendering to the fact that I have cancer in my body. However, that means that I now have the freedom. I don't have to fight anything. I now can work just towards healing myself. So I'm not in this war game of am I fighting right. or am I fighting? Mm-hmm. 
I am moving into surrender because I'm going to now work on healing, right? I don't have to fight anything. And I think that it's understanding what the word surrender, because even if we say, you know, I'm, I'm letting go, I'm understanding this, we still go into this fear place. And, and it's remembering, in my version, what fear means, forgetting every available resource. And that's what's inside of you. That resource is, is what's inside of you. And when you surrender to the fact that something has been created and you let go of the control, the need to control it, then you're not clamping down on your body. You're going, hey, I'm just focusing now on healing. I don't have to fight it. I, I'm, I'm focusing on healing. So I think it's really people getting the understanding. And when Kelly did her research, every, every person that she spoke to um, who had a radical remission said exactly the same thing. They surrendered to the fact that they had the disease and then they could all work on healing. Every single one of them surrendered and that's what created the radical remission. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, very good. Yeah. Uh, l- let me shift the subject a little bit. Um, you talk about soul purpose, and it's interesting. I have a, a Mark Thurston, a PhD, who uh, does uh, works with uh, Edgar Casey's teaching, and he's going to yep. be on the show next week. And I've been doing some work on my own thing. Like I am working right now, currently on. I think the issue for a lot of people is they, you know, they're all into manifesting and all that. And I think people work too hard, and they're battling, like you say, you know fighting, battling, and working against things. I think the challenge that people need to do is to, to take on is, uh, is to align themselves with their truth, if you will. Align themselves with their purpose and ask for help in that alignment and finding their sole purpose. What do you think of that, and what is your advice for helping people to, on their own, be able to um, align themselves with their soul purpose and uh, kind of have a better life because of that. Because when you're in alignment, it's like you're surfing. You're not working against anything. Things exactly. will uh, things will automatically come to you. You don't have to, you know, work so hard. Yeah, and and Mark is awesome. You know, we we uh, uh, speak at a lot of the same conventions, and and I just okay, saw him uh, a few months ago. Um, and so, you know, my philosophy is this. I, I sit with myself and say, what is truth for me? What is my integrity and what is my honesty in terms of what I feel it should be for me personally? And every night I look in the mirror and I say, did I live my life in integrity and honesty today? And as long as the answer is yes, then I consider myself to be on my soul path. Mm-hmm. If for whatever reason that answer is no, which hasn't happened, thankfully, in many, many years, um, then I don't think I'm on path. I think the challenge we get into, and like you said, people fight because they want to know what their sole purpose is. I think sole purpose on this planet is to be of service, whether you're doing a radio show, whether you're a waitress, whatever you're doing, you are being of service to others. And you're doing it in your integrity and your honesty. And for me, that puts you on your soul path. Whatever you're meant to experience in this lifetime before you cross, um, you'll have the experience. Um, You will have achieved it. But if you fight it, if you're constantly going from, you know, practitioner to psychic to practitioner, what's my soul purpose? What's my soul purpose? You're missing the train because 
you're you're trying to find externally what's going on instead of going inside of yourself and saying, am I at peace? Am I being of service to the world and whatever it is I'm doing? And if the answer is yes, then I think you're on soul purpose. Then you're on your soul path. People feel like they have to write a book or they have to be on stage or they have to do something grandiose in order to be the soul path. And sometimes it's the very quiet, timid people who make radical changes in people's lives just by being who they are. Right. And the co-creative consciousness where, you know, if we, you know, work on uh, elevating, if you will, our awareness and frequency in our consciousness, it can infect a lot of people. Uh, in the totally. subconscious and 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 there's a very there's a lot of power. Like one person can impact a lot of people. Isn't that true? Yeah. If you if you keep, you keep yourself mindful and present of being keeping your consciousness up, you can reach. You know, you can have a lot more impact than you think because it doesn't seem like anything's happening yet. Something is happening, which is the grid is being uh, elevated. Absolutely. Okay. You did. It's it's the it's the pebble that creates the ripple. I will have people who listened to me on a radio show 20 years ago who kept my name and phone number because they felt at some point in their life they wanted to talk to me that I affected them in something that I said that they were mindful enough to write down my name and search for me years later. And I think that that's what it is. It's not that you're doing something in the moment. It's how you're carrying yourself. It's the energy that you're putting out. It's being at peace with yourself, being in your integrity with yourself. And people just, even in the grocery store, you'll find them looking at you. And you know that their soul is going, that's what I want you to achieve. That's where I want you to go. And that ripple effect has already started. It may take them five years before they're aware of it, but mm-hmm. that's where they're going to go. And, and it goes right back to what you were saying. You know, we had a discussion three years ago. And, you know, on this journey of the last three years, it has opened up all sorts of stuff for you because the ripple started. Yep. For people who are on this path, and I think there's a lot more than, uh, than we um, – overtly count, if you will. I think a lot, there's a lot of people doing uh, what, I, what I'm doing, kind of getting on their path and uh, learning and stumbling and learning and elevating and all mm-hmm. of that. And some of the things, the experiences they go through, because it's new for them, um, is this something, let me ask you this, the people, so people who are on, you know, getting into their alignment, do they sometimes experience, because we also have a very, very chaotic um, world out there right now based on our co-collective consciousness must be Mm -hmm. chaotic to create this because it's a shared consciousness but do we find that some of the people who are you know trying to do the good things do the good work i don't want to say fighting the good fight because i don't want to make it a battle but um have like high highs and low lows even within a 24-hour period of time i've you know i've i've always been like a, a i could be a moody person but i found recently I woke up a couple of days ago and I was like down. I was like, why am I feeling like this? And then within 24 hours, I was such in a peaceful, elevated, like I was sitting on a cloud. 
and everything yep. was coming my way, I felt like. And I'm like, what is wrong? Am I losing it? Because I, I'm not the type of person who bounces off the walls like that, that goes from super low to super high. I'm much more, I've always been like kind of in the middle. Yeah. Is this something yeah. that happens when you're getting awakened, awakened, if you will? I think it happens once you awaken, it never stops. You know, even, even if you've been practicing like I have all my entire life, um, we still go through these cycles because these cycles help us grow. You know, we don't know how good we've got it until we have to take a step backwards, you mm-hmm. know, and we get that down period. And then it's like, whoa, whoa, I don't want to go back here. And then we move forward again. And so we do go through this cycle. And, and when things are chaotic, um, you know, you don't even have to turn on the news. You can feel the chaos within your body and maybe you're feeling jittery or maybe you're feeling down. And you know that the collective consciousness across the world is feeling the same way. And people will call and they're like, am I the only one going through this today? It's like, nope, everybody today has been going through this. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, you'll get the whole day. And then the next day, everybody's like, I'm doing awesome. I'm doing fantastic. So you do go through these cycles and, and we all go through it. And, and none of us. Um, you know, get to walk away without without having to experience. And I certainly uh, go through it and experience it at times where all of a sudden I'm kicked back and I'm and I feel down or I just feel like you know, golly, I'm you know turning sixty and I've been single for thirty years and yada yada yada. And then I have to stop <laughs> myself and go, well, you know what? You and Delta have been married for a long time now, and that's been what is. But you change your perception and say, you know what, in that 30-year period, I feel as though I have done a good job with my life and my perception can change. You know, I bought a car so I could autocross with my sons and, you know, get back to the racetrack mm-hmm. and, and do the things that make me joyful. So, you know, sometimes we can get caught up in our work, even if it's good work, you know, when we're attempting to, you know, be a practitioner and help others. But we also have to remember we have to do fun and, you know, good things for ourselves or else What's, we're going to get into that dip. Yep. Yeah. Good advice. What would be your uh, best advice for people who uh, want to kind of get on the uh, uh, path to uh, raising, you know, gen, gen, uh, activating their awareness and raising their consciousness and, you know, looking past what the, the immediately day to day uh, trials and tribulations uh, are and seeing what life is all about. The people who, who are spiritually aware now and want to kind of grow, what would be your best advice to them? Explore. And, and I can't tell you how many times people will call and say, I want to learn from you. And I'll say, you know, what did you read? I didn't read anything. I saw your face. And, and as soon mm-hmm. as I saw your face, I knew I wanted to learn from you. If people would trust themselves to that level and start exploring, um, because, you know, the Hindus said, you know, centuries ago, there's so many different teachers on the planet because souls are at so many different levels. And so what may be working yeah. for your best friend may not work for you. And so it's change it up. Go with what feels right for you. And as soon as you master that, I don't want you to become a workshopaholic, right? I don't yeah, want you right. going to different workshops, different modalities every single weekend and not putting them into practice. Attend a modality, learn it, practice it for six months, and then do another one. 
and mm-hmm. continue that evolution of learning um, because your soul's going to crave it and you're going to be feeling the need to learn more and more. But practice what you learn before you go on to learn something else. That's fantastic advice. Uh, thank you for that. Um, I know you're teaching a Science of Energies live video course with a workbook on August 27th. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, some of your sessions and things you have going on in your uh, practice? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm attempting to stay home more, a little bit more than uh, living on airplanes. Um, and so I'm doing more webinars. The Science of Energies um, is Great. an interesting one because it really works with quantum physics and metaphysics. How do we marry those two? How do we blend those? How do we understand from a logical linear um, physics point of view and blend that into uh, metaphysics and how we work things spiritually within our body. So that's always a fun class and it always brings in people, engineers, physicists, um, Reiki masters. I mean, it just brings in a whole different group of people. Um, I'm also still doing uh, half hour sessions and hour sessions, cellular cleansings, um, intensive cellulars, which is you know, finding out what's going on subconsciously mm-hmm. versus consciously. And then lately been doing neurological rebuilds and, and actually working with um, children and adults with disassociative behaviors, autism, um, uh, ADHD, and so forth, and actually reworking the neurons in their brain. That's been my latest gift in the last two years is, is being able to see inside the brain and, and actually manipulate mm-hmm. the frequencies in there. Um, so all of those are available and, and, um, you know, phone, Skype, we've got some people flying in, uh, next month, uh, to do some in-person work. So, you know, all of those are available and the webinars, um, and radio shows, uh, the quantum physics to metaphysics, um, just ask Patty. And we do those once or twice a month and all of those are in archives. So, you know, we're coming up with new products, new CDs, lots of stuff. And I know, uh, Patty, uh, you and your uh, team um, uh, are so generous with your time in that 8 o'clock tonight. And uh, every Wednesday, you have a session where you send out, uh, I guess you'd call healing energy, uh, to everybody who, who asks for it on Facebook. And I think that's so yeah. generous of you. So I want to get you there in a, in a moment. But last thing, I want you to, so we haven't talked for a while, and you see really well. Tell me what you see with uh, your friend Robert. I think Robert's doing awesome. You know, I I remember that kidney issue from three years ago and, and uh, seeing that. Um, I think you have reversed in age about five years, and uh, your body is flowing really well. And, and uh, you know, I think that what's exciting in hearing your voice and seeing the energy in your body is that you really are moving through the different levels of enlightenment and, and growth. And, and that's what we all want to achieve. So your soul is much brighter. Um, it's shining through a lot more. And that doesn't mean that you don't have a few tiny little emotional things to still work through, but yeah. totally different than three years ago. Oh, yeah. fantastic. And you know, it's interesting when uh, they did one of the tests on me, they did my age versus my chronological age, and they actually said the uh-huh. exact same thing that you just said. Is that right? <laughs> they said it was <laughs> actually beautiful. being reversed in a way and uh, that I was mm-hmm. younger than my chronological age now. So that's, you know, here we, people, Patty Conklin, angel walking the face of the earth, healer. 
So uh, thanks so much. It's great speaking with you, and I, I've missed you, and uh, you helped me out so much, and I, you're your biggest fan. So uh, it's great to talk to you again, and I hope we can do it again soon. Thank you so much, Robert. I ditto everything you just said. You're, you're wonderful. Thank you so much for helping people with your show and, and just being who you are. Fantastic. You too. All right. Thanks so much, Patty. Be well and enjoy the 8 o'clock session. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, folks, uh, that was Patty Conklin. Uh, she's an amazing healer. And again, her book is God Within, The Day God's, God's Train Stopped. Pick it up because it's got a lot of interesting information. If you enjoyed our talk, and I did, man, the time flew, um, you will really enjoy her book. It's very uh, easily, simply laid out, easy to read. It's not all quantum but it makes perfect sense, and it's really, it's really good stuff and really helpful. So uh, uh, let's take a quick break. Then we'll do Guys, Guys, Guide, and then I'll, uh, we'll wrap it up, okay? So hang on one moment. Okay, we're back, and as I promised, we're going to do the Guys, Guys, Guide. And this week it's about uh, staying the course. You know, a lot of times it's tough uh, for people when they uh, – they, they have a dream. They have a goal. Maybe they want to be an artist, a painter, a writer, whatever, uh, or, or whatever it is. And they just get bogged down by the realities of life and survival. And particularly in big cities like New York, where you have to spend so many hours working and uh, the talent level is pretty high and you really have to compete. And uh, to, how, do you, how do you make sure that your dreams don't kind of just wash away? So over the years, I, you know, have had the opportunity to kind of evolve my career and be in a position to follow, always be on a, a route to follow my dreams and learn along the way. So here's what in my guys, guys guide of staying the course, here's what I suggest. Um, you want to have time um, to, to do something every day. So to follow your dreams. So I, as simple as it sounds, I recommend either getting up very early. I just read an article about like some of the top entrepreneurs uh, and their keys to success. And every single one said the same thing. They get up at 4.45 in the morning and do a lot of their quiet time and thinking at that point, right before sunrise. Uh, if you can swing it, I know it's tough when you're young and you want to you know, party and everything. It's tough to get up super early, but you want to get stuff done before the real day begins get up early and you can get a lot of good thinking done at that time. Also, another way to do it is if you exercise, uh, I know for myself, you, you, you can definitely use your, uh, exercise time for creating, creating. I basically mapped out my entire novel, the guys, guys, guide to love, um, while I was running every time I went out, I'd had a plot point that I had to wrestle with and kind of figure out. And the entire book would kind of, uh, break up in, in, in like, a, like a thought balloon above my head as I was running because I go out for long runs and then the pieces would kind of like a Rubik's Cube kind of go get fall into place by the time I finished the run and I would have the this I would solve the issue for the particular chapter or uh, story arc that I was working on so you can use you can you know multitask your time by using your exercise time for uh, creativity. It's definitely, definitely you can do that. Also, if you do meditation or yoga, you can use the quiet time with your mind to allow ideas and solutions to come through. Um, speaking of which, meditation, uh, I strongly recommend you find some quiet time every day or every night, even if it's five minutes, just to like quiet down your mind and just go blank and give yourself some peace. And it, it, it'll allow some of the truths to come out. 
and you can really get a lot of solutions if you can kind of shut down the monkey chatter for at least five minutes every day. Uh, so that's another thing to think of. Another is um, learn to prioritize. Uh, you know, you get a lot of choices and when you're young and you're fun and you're running around, you, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of distractions and you have to learn which distractions are, you know, some distractions are just distractions. They're just going to be fun. And you want to do some of those things, but at a certain point you have to decide, what do I want really long-term is that, do I want to go out with the guys one more night and, uh, drink beer and watch the Yankees game, or am I better served? I'll go out, go home and I'll outline, I'll do another outline on the book I want to write. And then uh, maybe have a couple of beers later or whatever, but you have to, you have to learn to balance things and prioritize what's more important in the great scheme of things and not fall into a snowball effect where you kind of just fall into a, uh, a behavioral pattern where you're not, you're not spending time, following and making your dream flourish. So those are just a couple of ideas uh, in terms of uh, how to stay on course. Cause again, it's very easy to fall off course and um, you don't have to fall completely out of it. You can have a lot of fun. You can do your job and you can still have time. You can still have time to follow your dream, but you got to make that time. You got to be mindful, present and aware. So anyhow, that's my guys guys guide for the week. It'll come out in my blog on robertmanny.com in the next couple of days. So listen, I hope everybody had a great show. I really enjoyed it. Next week, we're going to be back 7 p.m. Wednesday, and our guest is going to be Mark Thurston, who I mentioned, who is a Ph.D. And also he works on helping people find their sole purpose using the Edgar Casey method. So we're in, uh, you know, this month we're kind of in a uh, we've been talking with a lot of people in the uh, spiritual wellness channeler guide area and that's great and then we'll get back we have some relationship experts coming on we have some entertainment people etc and some writers so uh it's been it's been great and i'm looking forward to more and more uh broadcasts of guys guys radio and i would ask you once again if you could please support us and uh just go on itunes give us a rating and review and subscribe because the downloads are free you can listen whenever you want so thanks so much and uh remember like i always say at the end of every podcast Guys, guys, finish first.